What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Trey Thrive Podcast. This is Tanner Mullen, and I am going to tell you about this weekend where my guys botched a job, and it was out of character. It was something that doesn't happen uh, often, and it was just one of those things where I could not believe it. So I want to get into how I handled it, some things I learned from it, and uh, just some takeaways from the experience overall. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right, they're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener, it's so much better, and that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time, and that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat, and that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets Podcast. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Trade Thrive Podcast. This is your host, Tanner, and... It was a crazy weekend, and you know, there's there's not many times where I fly off the lid. You know, I would consider myself a very laid back, understanding, respectful, um, empathetic, you know, manager in my company. I mean, I, I really, it's very, very rare, and the only time it does happen is when I feel like I've been taken advantage of because. You know, I don't know if you identify with my management style, but you know, it, there's just like this mutual respect, and I give my team a lot of cushion when it comes to certain things, with the expectation that the job gets done to perfection, the homeowner is satisfied, they conduct themselves well, they police themselves, and I feel like that's a beautiful part of business. I feel like that's a great way to run a business because. I remember what it felt like to be micromanaged or to not be trusted or to have a boss that's constantly just, you know, on top of me for the for the littlest things. And I just I never wanted anyone to feel that way because I know what it felt like. So the way I manage my company is very laid back, very understanding. You got you get the point. This weekend, I well, it was Friday. And we've been dealing with rain all week. So we we have a big exterior and one of my best crews, which, you know, I mean, I have some home run hitters on this crew, uh, very experienced. Everyone knows what to do, how to do, when to do, why to do. Um, you know, this is, this is my powerhouse team um, at about $102 an hour. Okay. So this crew is an expensive crew, but I put them on my big jobs and you know, so there was this exterior, it was a house and two barns. So one was a repaint, one was a, uh, like a, a brand new barn that needed to be primed and painted for the first time. And it was Friday, um, after a week of rain, not really. I mean, we, we worked until about 12 to one on two on Tuesday and Thursday. And then Friday was a sunny day. Uh, so, you know, Friday around 12 o'clock hits and I, I call my manager and I say, all right, so how did everything go? Um, he's like, oh, we've been done. I'm like, wow, that's great, man. You know, and, and that's just how much trust I've just built. It's like, all right, you guys leave. You don't need to tell me. Just, you know, as long as the job is done. But the interesting thing about this house was is that the homeowner uh, was not there. The homeowner actually uh, lives up north, and they actually had uh, us do the job for them. And they won't be back until September. So, you know, I mean – 
they didn't really have anyone other than me and my supervisor who I didn't assign to go there to check the job. Um, they didn't have anyone but us to, uh, to really keep them accountable. And when you do 250 houses a year, you know, I, I get it. I mean, burnout happens. It was Friday. So anyway, I decided to take it upon myself. The house was only 10 minutes away from, from where I was. So I decided to take it upon myself to go and visit the house. And, you know, I get up to the house at first glance, the house looked great. You know, I'm like, you know, I'm excited. I'm like, man, they, they did a great job. No trash, nothing. I mean, they, they did good. As I get closer and closer, I'm seeing details that just exemplify just laziness and exemplified everything that I don't want my company to represent, you know, because you have to understand when I sell these jobs to our customers. When I put my name out there to these customers, I make it very clear that we are different. We have a different standard. We make sure that we treat your house the best it could possibly be treated for what it is that we're trying to do. And when I see things like that, and I'll give you a few examples, it just makes me feel like a liar. And I don't want to feel like a liar because my name, my reputation's on the line. So for example, you know, the house, it, I mean, some of the trench, you know, where we dig around the perimeter, I mean, it wasn't even put back. It wasn't even painted. Uh, there were tape lines that weren't caulked. So when they pulled the tape, you see all those little ripples. That is like my pet peeve. Like they know that like my one rule, if any rule exists in terms of like detail application that isn't obvious, it is caulking vertical lines. I mean, it, there's no excuse not to do it. Um, and they didn't do it. And there were cracks that I saw that weren't filled, uh, you know, so that wasn't even the, the big thing. The big thing was the barns in the back. It, you know, this is a brand new barn and there was overspray. There was, there was little, you know, there was dirt and debris that should have been removed before we painted. There was, uh, spots blatantly missed. There was, you know, uh, white trim that needed two coats that only got one. And I'm thinking like, this is me on a Friday at like three o'clock. And I'm thinking like, did, did my guys really just do this? Like, did, like I, I was in disbelief. I'm like, after all I do for everybody and how much I give and how much I'm there. And it's like, you know, it made me feel like I was being taken advantage of as a boss. And that's a, hor that's a horrible position to be put into, especially if you're a giver, you know, because um, I don't want to be that other type of boss. I don't want to be that boss that rules with an iron fist. It's just not me. Um, but I can be. I have that muscle in me, but I don't want to use it. It's just not it's not healthy. I'd rather just fire whoever needs to be fired and continue being the way that I want to be. So, you know, I kind of fired from the hip in terms of how I approached it. I really just sent out a really... Um, I'd say a really aggressive group chat. We have a group text. Everybody's in. It's uh, through GroupMe, great app. And I just started taking pictures of everything. And I pretty much laid it out like this. I said, you know, this isn't the standard. This isn't number one painting company. You know, this isn't this isn't anything that represents us. And I, I want it fixed. And I made sure that it was fixed by Saturday. Now, one thing that I was a little disappointed about is that I set a, a barrier, a parameter that whoever was on the job needed to be there on Saturday. And only two of the four showed up, you know, so now I'm in a position where I have to decide, you know, how do I reprimand? You know, how do I, how do I move forward here? And the project manager 
took it upon himself to finish finish what was needed to be finished. He he took responsibility, which I appreciate. Okay, came in on the Saturday, stayed there till about three o'clock from from the morning until three o'clock. Finished everything, cleaned everything, touched up everything, made it to way to the way it should have been. And he took responsibility, and he took responsibility for his team. Now, I could reprimand his team for not showing up, but he wanted to do that. And I allowed him to do that. And I want to get to my point here. And my point here is, you know, it got fixed, but the reason I believe that it won't happen again is because my manager felt the sting. And hopefully that encourages him to do what he needs to do next time. Because the the reality is, is the reason why he said it didn't get done was because he decided to trust the guys who were all the way back on that other barn when they said they were finished. And he didn't check it. Okay. Uh, He was working up front, doing a pool deck and, and finishing up the house. And, you know, that I believe is a better route to go in terms of letting them work this situation out because it probably won't happen again. And, and, and in my opinion, it won't because not only hopefully they learn from this, but uh, I'm going to make sure my supervisor is checking every single job. He was just on the other side of town. So, you know, they wanted to leave at 12. He was busy, but I have to, I have to make that standard that the manager cannot leave until the job is checked. But that's, that's just what happened. And I believe delegating the responsibility for him to hold his team accountable uh, is a better move than me getting worked up and trying to, uh, you know, you know, suspend people and, and go that route because I called each, each one of them individually. And I said, look, man, you know, I, I, at, the, at the end of the day, I've always had your back as a boss. You didn't have my back here. And when I said that, you know, I could tell that, that there was a uh, – there was a serious understanding on the phone. And these are the type of guys I have. I have great guys. And these are the type of guys that do this sort of thing. And it was just like, like what happened? You know, and everyone cared. And that's what I cared about most. Everyone cared. Everyone at the end of the day, even though they didn't show up, one had the one had his kid that he couldn't, you know, one one's mom was in the hospital. So there were some legitimate reasons why they couldn't. But at the end of the day, when I called them, it was more so, why did you let me down? Okay, because at the end of the day, guys, you know, as, as your boss, I have your back. But what's going to happen is, is that if the homeowner saw this, I would have gotten torched. Okay, if the homeowner came here after I told them that the job was done and they saw this, this poor workmanship, I would have gotten wrecked. And they know that. And, you know, all we could do is hope that going forward, you know, that they learn from this and they can, they have my back. But if I have to make that decision to let some people go... I will, but I try to build from within. You know, I try to build from within. I, 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 I really believe in people to, to not, well, the, the, here's the first part is making sure that you bring in the right people. I mean, you can't, you can't change character, okay? It'll take too long. If you bring on, bring on someone that has poor character, it's just too much of an investment to change their character. That's who they are. But if you have someone with good character and they do something that is outside of their character, you hope and, and you try to build parameters around what happened to to help them see why this is unacceptable. So that's what I want to share with you guys. Just an experience I dealt with this weekend. Um, just a, one of those growing pains, you know, and uh, I could have ruled with the iron fist, but I decided to 
take the passive approach. Um, hopefully, you know, uh, a change occurs and, and we, and we use this as an opportunity to grow as a company. Um, you know, that's, that's all you can do. Well, thank you guys. I really appreciate you listening to this today. Um, Hey, if you haven't done so already, guys, please head over to pocketcloser.com. It's a new uh, thing we're doing where we can actually come with you to an estimate. It's pretty cool. I'm not going to say anymore. It's just awesome. So head over to pocketcloser.com. Hey, I just want to take a second to thank you for joining me here on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Um, I'm just going to take this opportunity to let you know that my passion is coaching people, helping people. Um, I've changed my Instagram name to at contractor coach. And I did that because that is my passion. I want to help you. So please reach out to me. If you have an issue going on in your business, send me an email find me on Instagram, message me, and let's do a breakthrough session. I want to work through your problems in your business to help you get to that next level. And and one thing that I always say is this, you know, the difference between those that get over the humps and the hurdles in business is just a change in perspective. And that's what I plan to offer you. So get with me, message me, allow me to help you take your business to the next level.